Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Tuesday. Tuesday means it's Mark Stein. And Mark will be coming up. I know you can't wait. I can't either. Because we have had a historic week since the last time we've had words with Mr. Stein. And I just can't wait to hear what he has to say about everything. Today in Texas, uh, there was another consequence of Joe Biden's open borders policy. 46 dead migrants were found in an abandoned tractor trailer, sizzling temperatures. 18-wheeler near San Antonio. The bodies discovered only after a city worker heard a cry for help. There were, I don't know how many survivors, 16 survivors, including four children. They were all suffering from heat stroke, exhaustion, no visible AC, so they're set in a box to die by smugglers. And get this, the smugglers apparently sprinkled steak seasoning over the bodies, the dead bodies, to try to cover up the stench of human death. Speaking of stench, Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years today in the Epstein sex trafficking case. The full list of Epstein's clients has never been released, and there are a lot of Democrats, and there are a lot of high-ranking people. Where's the rest of the list? And that's question number one. Question number two, is this woman going to survive in jail for 20 years, or will there be an Arkansas or some other uh, uh, misadventure during the 60-year-old heiress's time in the pokey? I'm running through these because I want to get to the break early so we can talk with Mark. (laughs) Today's primary day, New York primary day. You heard Rudy, please go out and vote. And, of course, you know who Mayor Giuliani is rooting for. But it is not just primary day here in New York State. Colorado, Illinois, and Utah have primaries. In Mississippi and South Carolina, there were runoffs today. The biggest one, Hochul, running against two other Democrats. What will be more interesting is who pulls off the Republican side, whether it's Zeldin 
Rob Astorino, Harry Wilson, or Andrew Giuliani. There's a race for an open Senate seat in Oklahoma. In Colorado, the left is trying to pull an Operation Chaos. The left have been registering as Republicans so they could try to get what they consider to be the most extreme, put the extremist Republicans on the ballot. And they're also trying to make a concerted effort to get rid of Congresswoman Boebert. We shall see how all those play out. Burgess Owens running for re-election. Hope he makes it, of course, in Utah. Also on the ballot, Senator Mike Lee. So far, unless there's a surprise, it looks like it looks like Mike Lee is going to be able to hold on to that seat. We will, of course, have primary results here. Eight o'clock, Dominic Carter takes over, and he's going to be with you right here on 77 WABC. You can download the 77 WABC app. Listen to us no matter where you are tonight. Dominic Carter will be handling things right up until the poll booths close at 9 o'clock. And, of course, Dominic is on from midnight to 1 every weeknight on 77 WABC. And you can catch him on the WABC radio app as well as all of us here on WABC. Keep that app with you. We will have primary coverage here tonight. So much to be said. Roe v. Wade. Liberals are still losing their freaking minds. And we have some sound that we're going to uh, introduce into the mix today. One of the other stories that has people interested is what's going on at the J6 committee. All of a sudden, surprise witness. And this surprise witness, of course, turns out with so-called evidence, which is basically hearsay testimony. She says she heard this. She said she heard that. This aide, White House aide Cassidy Hutchison. He knows how Democrats can always pull some Republican aid out to help make their case against another Republican. It never fails. Well, this one says that Donald Trump tried to attack a Secret Service agent so he could take part in the January 6th insurrection. And now you have Republicans already, smoking gun, smoking gun, let's indict him, let's indict him. Please give me a break with this nonsense. And apparently the president lunged, lunged toward the Secret Servicemen. Trump demanded, according to Ms. Cassidy, to be driven to the G6. Now, Donald Trump, by the way, on True Social, called Hutchison's story fake, sick, and fraudulent. But of course, it's her story that's capturing the headlines, not him saying that this is garbage. The name Michael Stanger ring a bell? He was the sergeant of arms during the J6 insurrection. He deaded. Yep. Suddenly passed away before his testimony. He deaded now. And the the reason that he deaded has not been disclosed. Now, we don't want anybody jumping into conspiracy theories about why this man deaded so suddenly, but he is deaded. 
Now, he also, this gentleman, Mr. Stanger, said that you always prepare in a major event, always consider the possibility of some form of civil disobedience, and you plan accordingly. He said J6 went beyond that, violent coordinated attack, where the loss of life could have been much worse. Now, Mr. Stinger is accused of, of refusing calls for the National Guard to come in. And also, there was some talk surrounding him about whether there were some outside agitators, professional agitators. But we will not be hearing from him on J6 because, and condolences to his family, we don't know the reason, he just suddenly died. So many people in politics, in the Democrat side, just suddenly die when they're about to make some revelation or even on the left side. Remember remember when Jeffrey Epstein suddenly died? And there have been others. I, I would mention one of the name, but I don't want to be sued by his family of a gentleman that suddenly died at the hands of a criminal in Washington, D.C. at a very pivotal point. And then there have been so many others over the years that just suddenly die. It's quite amazing. When we get back, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mark Stein will join us. Make sure. Call people. Tell them he's going to be on right now or if you want to. Get on uh, social media. Let people know. Mark Stein's coming on. We all want to hear what he has to say. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdy. This is Rush Hour, and we're coming right back after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. On Rush. 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. Rush. He's always mistakenly British. Tea and crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Mark Stein. Yes. America's undocumented anchorman gets to do what every other foreigner is doing these days, commenting on United States policy. Except we love Mark. There's nothing Trudeau. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Unlike I I mean I understand why people really don't like hearing a foreigner comment on your country's affairs because just looking at the idiotic things that uh, 
Johnson and Trudeau and Macron and on and on put out after that uh, Roe versus Wade thing on Friday. You know, I'm I'm absolutely staggered by that. Uh, Justin Trudeau has announced that he's opening Canada's borders to abortion refugees now so that... (laughs) So that uh, so that American American women will just be fleeing in there. This is guy he says no man, no government, no politician should ever tell a woman what to do with her own body. You can't for a year and a half. A Canadian woman can't get on a train, can't get on a train to go from Montreal to Toronto unless uh, Trudeau has put the happy juice in her arm for two, three, four, five shots, whatever it is. So so it's a woman's right to choose, except when Justin wants to stick something in your arm. And then, and then we have, like, Macron say, oh, this is a great step uh, backwards for America. I utterly condemn it. In, in France, the limit on abortion in France is 14 weeks. The, Missi- the Mississippi law is 15 weeks. <laughs> So, so if you're like some French woman and you've got like the urge, sudden urge to flush the baby from your body, uh, but it's been 14 weeks and one day, so every French hospital says, get lost, you're out of here, you can't do it, you can still get on an Air France flight uh, to uh, Gulfport, is it? I don't know whether they... Or uh, Biloxi or yeah, wherever. Yeah. Biloxi, yeah, I think that's a direct flight, Paris-Biloxi. Um <laughs> But the, uh, uh, you can, and, and though, you know, so uh, they're not as sophisticated as uh, the French, these simple uh, stub toothed redneck uh, Supreme Court judges. Uh, you got f- 14 weeks and pregnant one day. The only thing you can do in France is get on your Paris Biloxi flight and, uh, and, and have the abortion in Mississippi. It's all rubbish. Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Mark, I want you to listen to an American woman who apparently lives in a blue city where abortion is still very legal. Mm. And this was her reaction to uh, cut one. This is her reaction to Roe v. Wade being canceled. Go ahead. Why doesn't the government care if I live? Why don't they care? Why don't they care about us? Mark, why don't you care about her? <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I don't follow the thinking. I don't care. I don't care enough about her to knock her up and then drive her to the abortion clinic. I mean, did you know we have we have absolute we have driven ourselves insane uh, on on this issue with this abortion absolutism, and I think. I it's a it's a huge country. There's 350 million people from Maine to Hawaii. They're not there ought to be different abortion regimes. You know, the fact is that if you're going to have it, the places that want it should have it and the places that don't want it shouldn't have it. And this I this is what happens when you you so pervert the idea of constitutional law that you detect a constitutional right to abortion um i'm i'm i think the left i don't think for example putting that woman 
on uh, television or radio or that uh, tweet from Monica Lewinsky where she just went down the list. She said, F John Roberts, F Clarence Thomas, F Brett Kavanaugh, F Amy Cohn. You know, she just went down the whole list of them. I don't think that's helpful to the debate because... Uh, people people understand when you sound just a little bit bonkers. And well, and- Lori Lightfoot, the the, the the mayor of Chicago, said the same thing. Lewinsky said, except they they all are spewing their hatred and anger at Clarence Thomas for mm. some reason. Mm. Well, I think because Clarence Thomas is the obvious one, because I love this, by the way. He he immediately then said the thing. Well, you know, I I thought I think we ought to look at some of these other things, too. And I and they also what Uh, the, the thing I the thing I love about the left. I mean, I don't love it, but I admire it is that they they don't even rest. You know, when they got the gay marriage decision. And they didn't. They don't think. Oh yes, that's fabulous. We won a tremendous victory. Now let's just go to the Bahamas and chill for a couple of weeks. They immediately go on. Oh yeah, transgender sports. There's no such thing as a woman. Uh, pregnant men are everywhere. They just stampede on to the next thing. They say, okay, gay marriage done. What's next? And I think. I think I would like it if the right would demonstrate that kind of energy sometimes. Well, the there is, there are a few Democrats who are trying to warn off the others uh, in their party to take a more reasoned view of what's happening here. There was an article in the L.A. Times the other day from uh, uh, some person who wanted to know: Will Democrats finally learn that losing parties cannot construct a court? And what he did was actually inadvertently just say, "Listen." You guys lost the key elections here. You lost the court. The Republicans have been, and I've seen this thought expressed elsewhere, the Republicans have been going on a 50-year campaign. Hmm. The, the idea is for you not to go bonkers now, but to actually take getting your judges in and getting your ideology pushed through, take it seriously, and stop it with all of this, this, this hate-driven emotion. Well... <clears throat> They they have made a bet, though, that generally speaking, when they do big transformative things, the right, for some reason, will never will. T- they'll say, oh, yeah, we're going to push back against it. We're going to raise some money off of it. But that they're not actually serious about undoing it. So, for example, it's a, it's supposedly a 6-3 Supreme Court. It isn't really. And I don't even like thinking about judges in that way because I don't think it's healthy. But but they're serious about saying, OK, now we need to put some we, we need to put four, five, six new judges on that court uh, to, to make it a non-conservative majority. And and the, the you, what you have to if they're serious about something like that uh, and then all the immediately ABC, CBS, NBC, they all join in and say, yeah, this is a really sensible idea. It's an idea whose time has come. This nine member Supreme Court there. Who says it has to be nine judges? Why can't it be 13? Why can't it be 17? I mean, they the thing about it is they plant ideas that sound crazy and then two, three, four years go by and people start thinking, yeah, maybe that isn't so crazy. Maybe we can get away with it. And what they can get away with is what always proves. Well, if FDR couldn't get away with it during the height of his power, I don't understand how Democrats think they're going to get away with it. Now, especially if 
there's a chance that a Republican can have a trifecta again, and that is always going to be a chance mm. while we have this divided electorate. And if they, fine, you go 13, we'll raise you. We'll go 23. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, when does this no, stop? No, no. It's going to look like the Politburo if they no. keep going through this. You know? No, it's going to look like the Saudi royal family, I think, <laughs> where a, uh, a, a, new, a new prince is born in the House of Saud, I think, every six days or something. <laughs> so it'll be like that. Oh, and it's going to be the Senate confirmation hearing of the day. And, uh, and, and uh, you won't even be able, the January the 6th hearings won't even get on TV because there'll be so many judges being confirmed live in the Senate. Let me ask our guys, in New- New- hey, do we have that soundbite from uh, the guy from Green Day? Do we still have that thing laying around? Yeah. This, <laughs> this, 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 did you, Mark, did you hear this guy from Green Day? He's over yeah. in Britain, yeah. and he's having a cow on the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you have it, play it. Just go ahead and play it. <laughs> this was pretty amazing. Yeah. One of the things that I love about this is these guys, sooner or later, Mark, they're going to have to come back to the United States. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, even think, if it's to pack up, even <laughs> if it's just to pack, what kind of reception do they think they're going to get when they come back home? Well, I, I don't think they, on the whole, uh, people who insult, pop stars who insult the United States on stage overseas, they're pretty confident their base is with them. Now, I got no use for Green. What was that thing you said? Do we still have this thing lying around? I think yeah. that was one of Green Day's biggest hits, wasn't it? Wow, Do we, I don't, I don't I think, know. <laughs> we, we have it. Let's listen together. Go ahead, play it. America, I'm renouncing my citizenship. I'm coming here. I'm too much stupid in the world to go back to that miserable excuse for a country. So we're an effing. That's in. We we are we are a miserable effing excuse for a country. Boy, wait till he has to pay taxes over there. Well, I, I have to say uh, that's. That actually is. If you're going to renounce your citizenship, then that is uh, that is the way to do it. Um, you know, I I think the I think I mean he basically he's basically aborting his own citizenship there. I mean these guys are absolutely crazy. Um, I don't under you know what I find interesting though. It's like all these guys. It's like basically guys between eighteen and forty. They love. The whole Roe versus Wade thing, because it's basically a guy's charter. You can just uh, do what you want with these women with no consequences. And that's who are actually, I find it very interesting. The women are going slightly crazy and a little over-emotional. But these these actual, you know, millennial rockers uh, renounce it. Did he have his passport? Did he tear up his passport live on stage? He needed to. I don't think so. (laughs) No, no, no. No, he... I am in I am in favor but you know they never follow through for a start when people say I'm done with this backward useless american country i'm renouncing my citizenship and i'm going to move to canada for a start i don't get it why every every american liberal thinks he's entitled to move to canada <laughs> i I resent that, that we're, we're somehow a Liberia for dispossessed American liberals. Uh, 
So nuts to that. But secondly, there's never any follow through. And look at this. And look at this. Why don't you just why don't you move somewhere where they really like abortion? Why don't you move to Belarus or Russia where they love the abortion? Where like whatever it is, a majority of babies actually get aborted. You can abort to your heart's content there. But this idea. Oh, yeah, I'm renouncing my citizenship. I'm tearing my citizenship. Yes. Well, have you seen what the tax rate is in France? Uh, Oh, uh, hang on a minute. Uh, Just let me just let me get some super glue and put my passport back together again. Uh, What a week. We had some other decisions, though. And there's one that still remains to to be dropped. Mark, if this decision goes against this is the case of West Virginia Hmm. against uh, the EPA. And if this Supreme Court tells the EPA, sorry, lads, you lot don't have the power that you thought you had, and we're going to strictly clip your wings a little bit after the week that liberals have been through, because this hasn't been easy. They're letting the guy pray now in public. He can (laughs) pray in public. The damn Supreme Court did that, too. Can you imagine in America a man can pray in public now? Okay, so he can pray in public. You had that one. You have the uh, idea that the Supreme Court is not going to, you know, wholeheartedly back this whole abortion regime. In New York, you had this crazy thing. Hmm. Imagine this. In New York City, the state Supreme Court there said, "Uh uh-uh, we're not going to let a a non-citizen's vote. Can you imagine that? No, that's that's absolutely outrageous. We should only let non-citizens vote. (laughs) Americans have been voting for 200 years, and look at the state of the place. Green Day are right. (laughs) That guy, that Green Green Day guy should tear up his passport. He he should get a passport from South Sudan, and he should be voting in New York elections till the end of time. That's what we should have. So now if we have this ruling with the EPA... What are these people going to do? They already have lost their minds. Where, where, where do they go next? Well, this is actually, I would say this is really important. You know, the, the, the regulatory state has, is what's killing America. It's one reason why everything now is made in China, where they have a lighter regulatory touch. As you'll know, if you've seen the color of the Yangtze River in recent years, uh, <laughs> there, there's, no, there's no EPA under the Politburo. And, and so the, 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 regulator, the big regulatory state, which is really made, you know, the Democrats understand you don't need a president for life like in banana republics if you've got a bureaucracy for life. And the problem is that the Democrats, generally speaking, have a bureaucracy for life. So reining it in is actually vital. And now when, you know, we don't have any baby formula milk, we've, uh, we, we've got all kinds of uh, basic items that it's hard to get hold of. A lot of it actually is to do with American regulation, which is just killing. Uh, it just adds so much to your costs that it actually becomes diff- It's not profitable to make things here for the most part. This is going to be, uh, this was a week to remember. I cannot wait to see what happens over the next few days. Mark, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at steinonline.com, and that's Stein, S-T-E-Y, as in why do I have to listen to yet another foreigner talking about America? If I wanted to do that, I could look at Justin Trudeau's Twitter feed. So it's Stein on, uh, steinonline.com. Uh, and by the way, if you're... <laughs> 
if you're if you're fleeing uh, if you're fleeing the country to get an abortion in Canada, uh, I believe that in under the Canadian government health care system, there's actually a ten month wait for an abortion. So well. you you might have to you might you might want to take that into account. And gbnews.com, you can always find Mark Stein. Mark, what a pleasure as always. We'll look for you next Tuesday. Thank you very much, James. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, is both Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming back. Your call is part of today's program. All of that happens right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Janet Jackson brings us back. Radio 77. We stream worldwide. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. There is an article in The Hill today about the sports journalist Jamil Hill. Now this woman, <clears throat> I have I have really worked hard not to make comments about some of the things that she has said in the past because I I found a lot of the things that she said very inflammatory. Uh she's a big hero to the left and her abrasiveness, her race oriented comments I believe were responsible in part for her being chucked out of the job that she had over at ESPN. I don't remember exactly what it was that got her out of there. But now she is uh, with The Atlantic. And like so many other people, she feels the need to let us know about her own abortion story these days. And so since she's okay to put it out there, I'm okay to talk about it. She says... I never shared my abortion story publicly until now. And thank you, Jamil, for letting us all know now. I know that I'm likely to be attacked for being candid about my decision. But I'm choosing to share some of my experience now because, like so many women in this country, I am angry, appalled, and disgusted about the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling that previously guaranteed federal constitutional protections for abortion rights. Uh, Note, the issue, Jamil, is that it wasn't constitutional. It was unconstitutional protections, and that has now been corrected. But, of course, we wouldn't expect you, dear, to understand such a nuanced argument. Ms. Hill says she was 26 years old when she received an abortion. You see, it was a gift that she received. Not because she was a victim of rape or incest, but, and this is a quote, simply be, I simply had no desire to give birth to a child. Simply had no desire to give birth to a child. That's the quote. She says, more than ever before, women who want an abortion or have had an abortion need to know that they aren't alone. 
Well, goodness gracious, with the over a million abortions, who whoever thought they were alone? Ms. Hill says a large number of women have been in the same position. And then she goes into this detail. She says, working at the Detroit Free Press, when she had the procedure, she wrote that she, listen to, I want you to really let this sink in, folks, what she says next. Ms. Jamil says that she was working at the Detroit Free Press when she had the procedure. She wrote that she could have had financial, she could have financially supported the child. That's key. Listen to this one more time. She could have financially supported the child and would have been supported by her family and the man she was involved with. But she did not see a long-term future with him. She said her priority at the time was seizing the opportunity to cover Michigan State's University Championship basketball team in 2000 and becoming a senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Are you hearing this? Let's go over these details just one more time. Ms. Jamil Hill she was working for the Detroit Free Press when she had the procedure. She could have financially supported the child and would have been supported by her family and the man who fathered her child that she was involved with, but she didn't see a long-term future with that guy. Her priority was seizing an opportunity to cover basketball team and becoming a writer, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Now, Hill says she's aware that some may call her her choice selfish and irresponsible, but mistakes can happen. Women are judged too harshly for pursuing their goals just as ambitiously as men do. Just because an unwanted pregnancy occurs. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it occurred out of thin air. Why, one day she was just sitting down there covering the basketball team, trying to be the senior writer for Sports Illustrated, and out of the blue, nothing, nowhere. All of a sudden, she was pregnant. It just occurred. It doesn't matter if it's in the context, she says, of a relationship, a one-night stand, or a situationship, whatever the hell that is. And that doesn't mean a woman should be punished by being forced to have a child that she doesn't want to raise. Wow. Where do you start with this? Yeah, I could afford to have a child. Yeah, I don't want the child because, you know, this man that I, I'm sorry, this will get me in trouble. There's a woman who wrote me a scathing, a scathing email telling me she was deeply offended when I suggested that some women that don't want to be pregnant should keep their legs closed. He said that was harsh, it was unnecessary, it was cruel. And I'm not trying to be a provocateur. But I really do find that to be an explanation that works. Everyone understands it. So let me try to do it another way, since I don't want to offend this woman and anyone else by saying that Jamil could have kept her legs closed if she didn't want a long-term relationship with the guy. What she's saying is she just wanted to have sex with the guy because what, for whatever reason, I guess the sex was good. 
but she the guy wasn't really anyone she wanted to around in her life. She was just using him for sex because he really wasn't worthwhile staying. And oh, by the way, never mind. Neither one of us thought ahead about getting a, using some kind of protection. Oh no, because that's too hard. That's too difficult to actually plan this out and use protection, even though I'm just using the guy for sex. Now, this guy probably, or we may infer from what she's saying, had no say. She decided to get rid of her inconvenient child by herself, and she doesn't think women should be punished or, you know, whatever. This is the height of egoism. Yeah, me covering a basketball team is more important than this child that I'm carrying around in my body that I could afford to have. But no, I don't want to have it because it's an inconvenience because this guy that put this helped me put this child in my body, eh, I don't like him for the long term. I just like it for right now. I'm just a booty call. And this is the reason I should get rid of this child and suffer no consequence. And with all of this, this woman goes public with this. And I guess she expects that she's going to be praised, even though she says she, you know, expects a little bit of criticism. She expects to be attacked for being candid about her decision. No, not for being candid, for your mindset, Miss Hill. This is a human being you're talking about here. But that doesn't matter because you wanted to cover basketball and be a senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Well, I'll tell you what. This guy that you didn't want long-term in your life, I hope that right now he realizes that he got the better end of the deal. rather than being stuck with somebody with a mindset like you. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back. Your calls coming up right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. She says that I'm her old time favorite. When I make my move to her room, it's the right time. She's never hot and clean. Oh, no. That girl is pretty wild, no. The girl's a super freak. The kind of girl you read about. WABC. I didn't want to stay with him. And he's just a booty call for me. I don't want to be with him. Let me just get rid of the child. Eh? Who needs it? I want to write about basketball. What do I need with a child? It's so inconvenient to have a child. Yeah, so what? I could afford that child. I don't want it. I don't like him that much. I only like to go to bed with him. Uh, WABC Talk Radio 77. Rick James brings us back. Remember, Cats at Night up next. Let's head to the telephone, shall we? 
Let's start with Elsie in Teaneck, New Jersey. Elsie, welcome. You're on Boston Airlines Rush Hour. How are you? I'm fine. And you? Good. Thank you, Elsie. I'm listening. To, I'm confused because I was listening to you on the radio. Now you're on the phone. Am I correct? That's right. You're on the phone oh with me, my darling. Goodness, what a pleasure. I'm so happy. I think Good. that was he, he, the Holy Spirit. Listen, what I want to tell you is that child, and that's what she is, uh, an infantile mentality, is the epitome of a narcissistic personality. And don't you think that most of these young people today, including young men, that it's always I come first? I would agree with that. And and yeah. she's talking about, you, you are talking about the sports writer, Jamil Hill, who shared with us her loving and touching story about how she had to dispose of a child because it was inconvenient, because exactly. she didn't really like the exactly. guy that fathered and there it. Are many, yeah. many, there are many, many women like that. They, abortion is contraception. Yep. Well, you have nailed it, Elsie, and I do appreciate it. I'm glad you got through. So lovely to hear your voice. Hope you call us again. Thank you. Let's go to Brooklyn and talk with Patricia. Patricia, how are you this afternoon? Holy cow, James, I love you so much. Thank you. You're terrific. Listen, I just, I'm sort of amazed. This mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Yes. Why did she come off cursing out a federal court judge? Well, Lori Lightfoot is... Wait a minute. She's not the only one. Hold on. While you, if you think that's bad, listen to this. Here's the governor of the governor of Wisconsin, Tony Evers. He said he is not going to prosecute. He's going to uh, grant clemency to any doctor who violates the state abortion law there. Their Democrat attorney general, Josh Call, said the same thing. Several district attorneys said it. Ever said the Supreme Court decision is bullshit, and he used the rest of it. And he said uh, it's going to be, if it's bad now, if Republicans get in, it's going to be really bad. So here's a guy who's the governor of the state who says the Supreme Court law is bullshit. He's not going to prosecute it. The DAs are not going to prosecute it. And everyone in the state that's involved in law enforcement that's a Democrat will do what Democrats do, just completely disregard the law. And so you have Lori Lightfoot, you have Maxine Waters, among the other, saying that, that the court should just be ignored. You have Lori Lightfoot personally attacking Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas, as many of the leftists do. So these are the people. That are on the other side, Patricia. Talk to a judge on any level like this. It's so disrespectful. They represent us. That's right. But see, liberals, the only time, look, the only time liberals want the law followed is when they make it. If anything goes against their will, then they're going to not obey the law, and they don't care about your law. And as you heard this Green Day guy say, America's a stupid effing country, blah, blah, blah. If liberals don't get their way, the only thing that spews forth from them is pure hatred on all levels. Patricia, I'm so happy you called. Lovely to hear your voice. Please call us again. Francis in Sullivan County, how are you? Welcome. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. 
How you doing, Bo? Just working the polls here. Just want to let you know that there are a lot of Democrats changing their votes, or excuse me, changing their party affiliation today to vote. Wow. Yes, it's going on. It's happening a lot. Wow. Well, can't wait. Remember to keep it here on WABC later tonight after the polls close, and let's see what the voters of New York have to say. This should be pretty, pretty interesting. Let's go to Bruce in Staten Island. Bruce, welcome. WABC, you're on with James Golden. Hey, Bruce. We're going to move on, Bruce. The radio's on. Got to keep it down. Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. Welcome. You're up next on WABC Talk Radio 77. You're right, Jamil Hill. I saw her on ESPN with Stephen A. She was debating. Uh, he was saying how Larry Bird he thought was better than such and such player. And she was, like, in, enraged. Like, it was. they were just talking about sports, but she was incensed. Maybe because Bird is white and he was the only white player on the list. You know, but it was like something was mentally wrong with her that she would take basketball that serious. She was like completely unhinged over like which basketball player was better. And it's no remorse. She's no one's saying she should be. Why didn't she use birth control if she could afford to have paid for the kid? She could afford, of course, birth control. She never mentions that in the article. And if you have your kid killed, you should have remorse. Even if you killed a, an a, person that's born in self-defense you should still hang your head when you take another life you should feel remorse for that and i just that's why i wanted to call but january 6th you notice how they all speak the same way oh i told donald trump it's not right it's hard like they all pause and they speak like with this sad so you could tell that they're all coached by the same lawyer or the same the same person. Well, I don't. It was I don't, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say anybody's coached unless I have the proof. But I'm going to tell you this: I think Republicans have every right to be suspicious of everything, everything about this kangaroo court hearing that was conducted with partisan intent by the partisan political hack Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Andrew, I so appreciate your call. We have a call coming in from Wisconsin. And since we just got through talking about the uh, governor there, uh, Tony Evers, Evers, I'm sorry, Evers. I'm, my, my chief engineer is from that, 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 that place that up there in the snow and all that stuff. Evers. Okay, yeah. Anyway, let's go to Wisconsin, Angela. And thank you for not making me sound like an idiot, because if I kept saying Evers, somebody would get mad just like you did. So I appreciate it. I didn't get mad. I can't no, no, my chief it. engineer did. Tony Evers. Anyway, he says oh. that yeah, to, <laughs> okay. your well, governor says that he's going to, he doesn't care about the law. Screw that. He's not going right. to prosecute. I know. I'm well aware. And I'm glad you guys were, t- you, you and Patricia were talking about it again. And one of the things that Patricia, in her good points, said was, quote, he should act that way because he, they, quote, represent us, unquote. And what I, I, what I, do, I know what she means by that. But in actuality, what I want to say is, no, those people, he and Lori Lightfoot and the rest of the cockroaches out there, they were selected. They don't represent us. They were not elected. They are all swamp rats that were selected <laughs> illegally. No, okay, true. look, I don't want to start calling these people names. 
like swamp rats. Well, that's a good name. Even though, and, and, and cockroaches and all of that stuff. Let's, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Let's, let's just, let's, let's not stoop to their level. But I understand your point. You said that these people, in your view, were selected, not elected. Well, in Illinois, Lori Lightfoot, <clears throat> I'm afraid, was elected. Wisconsin, I don't follow the politics enough to know in Wisconsin what, oh, already? Shoot. Yeah, time's running out. I'm so sorry, Angela. Please call us again. Love hearing from Wisconsin. Give us a call again. Appreciate that. Look, we have so many people on hold that I could not get to today. Tomorrow's another fun day. Let's get together. Let's do this. Hold your thoughts. Write them down if you have to. Let's talk about all this stuff because this, folks, we are at a pivotal moment in American history. This is a moment when this anger on the left, when some of it subsides, at least among the rank and file, from the political activists, they're going to stay angry, mean, bitter. As I said yesterday, Democrats, the, the, the activist Democrats, haven't been this angry, mean, and bitter since a Republican president told their party that they couldn't have slaves anymore. But, the, yeah, these people are angry. They are mean. They are bitter. But that doesn't mean that these are not all teachable moments. And we should do our best to calmly persuade as many people on the Democrat side as we can with the truth. This does not represent the end of the world. In fact, what happened this week marks the beginning, the rebirth of a better America for all of us. All right, Cats up next. John Cats at night. May God bless, protect each and every single one of you and your family.